Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens. A production of WQPT. PBS for the Quad Cities region. A podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues, and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is The Cities. It's a piece of history that dates back to the Great Depression. In 1935, the first span of the Interstate 74 bridge was completed. By 1959, the second span, with Iowa traffic heading into Illinois, was finished as well. But now... Within two years, those two twin spans are scheduled to be gone. Just memories. Replaced by a $1.2 billion state-of-the-art bridge carrying cars, bikes, and pedestrians. That's something no other interstate bridge can claim. Well, we've watched it grow since construction started in earnest in 2017. What can we expect over the winter and into the new year? We talked with the project manager, George Ryan, about the biggest construction project, in the city's history. We want to talk about all the progress that you've made this summer, but let's talk about what's going on in the here and now, because you're still trying to finish up all the work on the Iowa-bound lanes. Okay, so in the here and now, as you said, there's a lot of work going on to finish up the Iowa-bound structure so that we can get traffic on that. We're confident that we can have traffic on that by the end of the year. So it's an exciting time. We're out pouring uh, thin overlays over some of the concrete decks. We have all concrete poured from bank to bank on the westbound side or Iowa-bound bridge other than a couple small joints and some overlays that we're currently doing. We have a lot of finished work to do, a lot of barrier to put in, uh, you know, striping and and a lot of miscellaneous things before we can open it, but we're we're in a good position and a lot of work has happened this summer towards opening that structure. Now what's interesting that we heard you say a little earlier was that you really want to get the Iowa bound side done get traffic over there, because there's a lot of other work that you still have to do as far as the Illinois bound, of course. Correct. So so as it relates to the Illinois bound, once we get the westbound traffic or Iowa bound traffic on the Iowa bound bridge, then we can tear out small pieces of the old Iowa bound bridge that will allow the new Illinois bound bridge to be expanded or actually the land work to be expanded further. So it's a key, one of the key components of finishing and getting further along on the eastbound or Illinois bound side is to get the traffic on the Iowa bound side. Originally or in the the first phase we will put the Iowa bound traffic on the new Iowa, Iowa bound bridge. Then sometime by spring of 2021, we will put the traffic on the, um, at the latest spring of 2021, we would put the Illinois bound traffic on the bridge with the Iowa bound traffic so that we can completely tear out the portions of the Illinois bridge that we need to tear out in order to construct 
the uh, land-based eastbound work in Iowa or Illinois-bound work in Iowa. Which totally makes sense. I mean, now that we've gotten so used to this uh, uh, kind of this meandering route for detours, you get it. You get understand what, what's going on. What's interesting about this bridge construction, and I don't have to tell you this, is the challenges that you have keeping Interstate 74, the old bridge, operating while building a new bridge at the same time, including all the detours, uh, the off-ramps and on-ramps in both uh, Bettendorf and Moline. Has that really slowed down this project? Because you've really had to kind of write out almost like a storybook how you were going to get this done. Right, so as you've so astutely pointed out, the, uh, the traffic staging for this project is very complicated, but it was the way that the project could be compressed and it, it allowed work to be done at a faster pace so that we could build this and, and you know get everything done and turn it back over to the motorist. So it's went really well and the motorists have done an excellent job of avoiding the construction when they can and when they have to be in it, you know, they've been real careful and uh, I hope that they're listening to media outlets as well as social media. We do our best to keep everyone informed on the traffic, but the staging is very, very complex and we changed a lot of the staging as uh, on the fly as we moved along once we enacted it to make it even better for the motorist. Tell me about this summer, because it seems to have been a very good construction season for you and for everyone else, of course. The weather really cooperated for the most part. Yeah, it really has. You know, we had a lot of milestones coming into the summer. You know, we, we closed the arch in May. We did the uh, put the last piece of floor up in July, did the last, um, last deck pour on the arch here uh, earlier this month. So we've had a lot of great milestones towards getting this done. At the same time, there was a huge amount of work done on the approaches coming to the arch. Some of the work on the approaches couldn't even be done until we closed the arch and got the stays and towers out of the way so that we could finish the approaches out to the arch. So you've seen a lot of activity on the job on the Iowa-bound bridge and a little less activity on the Illinois-bound bridge, but that's about to switch up as we get closer to putting traffic on the uh, Iowa-bound bridge. Well, and we always talk about the arches, and I want to talk about that in a moment, but the, the less sexy part of the construction really is the pouring of the concrete, the approaches, the on and off ramps. Uh, you've got to be pretty happy with how that has progressed this summer. Yes, yeah, so, so the land-based work has also progressed very well this summer, and you can see in Illinois that, you know, by the end of this construction season, they'll be pretty close to done with both eastbound and westbound lanes, all, you know, so all six through lanes, uh, with exception of just a few small areas that have to be staged. But that's been huge, and you can see uh, on the Iowa side that we've completed a lot of work on... Uh, the eastbound lanes or the Illinois bound lanes uh, above where the viaduct is. We couldn't we couldn't uh, work on the viaduct until we move the Iowa bound traffic off of the old Iowa bound bridge. So that won't happen until, or at least the main work on it won't happen until sometime uh, later on this year or sometime early spring. Let's talk about the arches then, because that is the, uh, the the pinnacle in so many different ways. As you said, the keystone for the Iowa bound was uh, set in May. Uh, people were always worried whether or not it was going to exactly match or if you're going to be off by inches or feet. How close were you? Were you almost close to perfect? Yeah, so, you know, the uh, and, and we've talked about this before, the building of that arch was a very precise operation. 
And we couldn't be more than 10 inches off when we got to the top, otherwise we wouldn't have been able to get the keystone in. So each piece of that arch as it was put on was surveyed several times and we made sure that it was where it was through steering and various tools. And that was crucial that when we got to the top, if we hadn't done that, there would have been a potential where we couldn't have put the top piece in and would have had to start over. Well, as it turned out, we were very close when we got there. We were able to close the arch, and that was all by design and by hard work and, and just making sure that each piece was where it needed to be as the arch came up. Right, that's why you guys are good at math in school and you carried it on. That's why, that's why you got to know geometry and algebra for any of the kids that are watching right now. And now you're repeating it all over again in so many different ways, but what's different with the Illinois bound lanes and the arch on the uh, eastbound uh, route is that you've now got the duplicates so close the Iowa side span, does that cause any extra problems? You know, the, the closeness of, of the distance between the new Iowa bound bridge and the old Iowa bound bridge and the new Illinois bound bridge is certainly a concern. I mean, but it's something that the contractor is prepared to deal with. So it will make that construction a little trickier and we've had several discussions about it so it's not going to be an issue but it's a little different than the last one there were a lot of lessons learned on the westbound side and we've seen um, you know we've seen quicker construction so far on some of the eastbound side i think that will continue but there's some some uh, specialty things on on the eastbound or illinois bound structure that we'll have to deal with that we haven't learned yet because we haven't been through that learning curve, but we've certainly looked at the differences, had discussions about them, and the contractors prepared to deal with the differences. You're replacing, of course, what we're now referring to as the old I-74 bridge, which really, to be honest, isn't that old. I mean, one span was from the, what, 1932, is during the Depression, the other span at the end of the 1950s. Not really a very old structure. What makes you think that the new I-74 bridge is going to last much longer than this one did? Well, you know, when, when you look at the old structures, as a structure ages, it has more and more maintenance required to keep it going. And, and obviously the older structure, the one that was built in 32, requires a lot more maintenance than the new, newer. But a huge issue with both existing structures is the narrowness and no shoulders the accidents and the potential for backups because of those, along with antiquated interchanges at each end that also were huge accident problems. So we've talked about the narrowness of the old bridges before, but you know, they're probably roughly 30 foot wide. Each new bridge is four lanes and 72 foot wide with full shoulders. So, so it's not only the maintenance and the age of the bridge and the, and the things that have to happen, but a lot of the issue here is the narrowness of the existing structures. And you've said that you want this bridge, the new bridge, to last 100 years. Yes, the, the bridge has really been designed with some attributes that will make it last a hundred years with minimal maintenance, so we would anticipate that it will certainly last longer, but the, everything, every component of design was designed in conjunction with trying to make it last and minimizing maintenance as much as possible. Matter of fact, there's a whole monitoring system that will allow just-in-time maintenance through the use of uh, data from the bridge, stresses and strains and movements, so that's been incorporated right into the job. That's one of the main factors for helping the bridge last 100 years with minimal maintenance. 
So get me through the winter and on into 2021. What's on the schedule and are we really following the timeline? Are we on schedule right now? Yeah, so, so we are following the timeline. And as we've said, we've said for quite a while that we anticipate opening the, uh, the Iowa bound bridge by the end of this year. And we're certainly on a timeline to do that. Um, we've said that the uh, Illinois bound bridge that we would like to see it open by the end of 2021. At this point in time, it appears that we're on a timeline to do that. And I think we would say, as we said on the westbound side, once we get the arch closed and we get the floor system up, we'll be in a much better position. But given what we've learned on the other side and where we sit today, we feel very confident that we're in a good position to make that happen, barring any huge issues with you know long-term floods or anything that could happen that, that uh, we couldn't foresee. So if we talk to you a year from now on this date, you'll be close to putting finishing touches on within a, within a, within a few months, I assume. We would hope so. I mean, if, if we're going to have it open by the end of 2021, then at this point in time, you know, we, we should have a very good idea. And I could say a lot more confidently that, uh, that it would be open by the end of 2021. But it, everything's trending that way. Everything at this point in time looks good for that, type, that uh, time frame of an opening. Interstate 74 Corridor Project Manager George Ryan joining us. And you can keep an eye on the bridge's progress at the project's website, i74riverbridge.com. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.